Hello and welcome everybody. Today we're talking about toxic masculinity and I am approaching this subject as someone who probably overused that term in the past in my 20s and at some point I stopped using it because it felt like a kind of like an umbrella term like it was broad imprecise and could mean a lot of different things to different people and as a communicator and as a writer one of the things I strive for is really clear communication. Uh, I feel like unclear communication can be the source of a lot of unnecessary conflicts. So I stopped using that term at some point, but I have found it helpful to reflect on it more recently as somebody who's in a very noisy culture with a lot of ideas about this coming from a lot of directions. And as an individual who's uh, I guess, in a process of recovering my own healthy masculinity, uh, just reflecting on what is toxic masculinity has been a really helpful and healthy thing. And there's one definition that I've arrived at that some of you might agree with, some of you might disagree with, but I'm just going to go ahead and share it today. One helpful definition of toxic masculinity could be an individual who uses their masculine strengths and gifts to exploit the vulnerability and weakness of other people around them. They use their masculine power to push people over, to bully them, to take things that they want from them, to exercise a self-absorbed, self-aggrandizing agenda. And uh, the healthy version of masculinity might be an individual who uses those same strengths and powers, and when they see the vulnerability of individuals around them, they use that power to help them, to lift them, to uplift them, to support them, to protect them. So instead of exploiting the weaknesses of those around them, instead of using people and manipulating them, healthy masculinity protects them, supports them, gives them a helping hand, and maybe shines some light on their blind spots in a way that's supportive and encouraging, not manipulative and exploitative. Yeah, it's a very beautiful thing when an individual sees the vulnerability in those around them and, it's, and it knows its own power that could manipulate that, exploit that, lie to it, um, get something from it, and instead of going down that path, it restrains that impulse and it supports that, that vulnerability in the people around them. And it, it's honest and it's transparent and it has integrity and it lifts people up and it wants to be kind and nurturing. And instead of taking every opportunity to put itself above others, it learns the power of putting itself below. I mean, an analogy would just be going to the back of the line or letting women and children to the front of the line. It's, that's kind of the most obvious example of, uh, I guess, an expression of healthy masculinity. Knowing like, oh, you know what, I could probably wait. And if they run out of food, I should be the one who doesn't eat because I don't need it as much as them. They're more vulnerable than me. And that's not a patronizing thing. That's not uh, an arrogant, egoic thing. I guess some people could see it as that, but I personally see it as an extraordinarily beautiful thing. It seems like we're in a moment where there is this need for examples of healthy masculinity. 
and there's a vacuum where people can jump into that and maybe say the right things in one sentence and then in the next sentence treat the vulnerability of others as something that they're entitled to exploit and trample all over. And so there's this curious um, disconnection. And that's why for someone like me, it's, it's helpful to reflect on these things and find examples of men who really aren't just giving lip service maybe and, and just using a, a vulnerability to exploit, <laughs> but actually embodying a certain kind of character and value system that isn't always looking for accolades. I think that to me, another aspect of healthy masculinity is like doing the right thing when you won't be celebrated necessarily, you know, like just cultivating a muscle inside of you that lets someone in front of you in line, not because everybody's going to clap for you, because you know nobody's going to clap for you. You know, like in life, most of the beautiful things and the brave things that we do have no witness. Most of the acts of deep, spontaneous kindness aren't ever going to be the substance of a social media post. They're part of the silent power of real life. And they often go unseen, they often go uncelebrated. Um, and there's, but there's a richness that grows inside of an individual when they choose to um, honor the sacred in others and to support those around them and to try to bring love into the world. Um, there's, yeah, like there's, I think Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, who to me was a beautiful embodiment of healthy masculinity. Um, he famously said that the thing about love is the more of it you give, the more you have to give. And to me, what that means is when you become generous with your spirit, when you become generous with the way you support others and encourage others and put their needs above your temporary desires and um, wants and uh, kind of gratification, uh, you're building a muscle. You're building the ability to love and to support others. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes and the more it becomes natural. And the more people start to love you back because they're like, damn, that person's there for me and they want to be there for you. And it's, it's an accidental outcome where you end up getting the best thing possible by not pushing people over and being a bully and trying to take from them. It's like, instead of trying to convince everybody you're the coolest and you're better than them, if you uplift them, they're going to think you're awesome. And it's the, it's kind of like, uh, it seems counterintuitive, but it, yeah, if you, if you elevate the people around you, instead of belittling them, they'll actually see you with higher regard usually. Anyhow, I could ramble on for a long time about this, but I just wanted to offer a simple definition of toxic masculinity and healthy masculinity. I know it's a very broad term, broad subject, and 
Many people may have different ideas, but I know that for me, just thinking about it in terms of using that fundamental strength to treat people with kindness and integrity and love or to push them down, for me, that's just one helpful way of understanding these things, especially, like I said, in such a noisy culture with so many different voices and influences going on around this subject. And maybe because of who I am and where I'm at in my life, it's important for me to be anchored in to something that feels really true uh, to me and to be flexible enough for it to change because it probably will. Anyhow, that's all for today, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, let me know. Did, you, did it bring up any thoughts for you? Do you have different ideas? Do you agree? You can comment below. If you haven't already subscribed to the channel, go ahead and do that. And if you're interested in checking out my new book, 10 Lessons in Love, it's a collection of very vulnerable personal stories that certainly explore um, the themes that I talked about today. It's kind of a bunch of stories and one of the... One of the through lines is certainly me recovering my masculinity after kind of demolishing it. <laughs> if you're interested in checking that out, there is links in the description or in the show notes. It's in paperback, it's in ebook, and it's also an audiobook now narrated by me. Um, yeah, info about that in the description. And until next time, thank you for watching, everybody. Take care of yourselves and have a beautiful day.